Welcome back to VMworld 2022. I'm Tony Foster. Thank you for joining us uh, for this uh, VMTNB brown bag session. This is educating the next generation of IT professionals using VMware technology. I'm your host for this uh, conversation. Um, I'm Tony Foster. And let's just get into it. So today's agenda, why is my cape? And I'll put on the cape at the end of the event so you can all see the cape. Why is that cape purple? We'll talk about why it's purple here in just a second. We'll talk about uh, how I became Professor WonderNerd. So for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I am wonder underscore nerd on Twitter. Uh, for those who aren't following me yet, give me a follow. Um, then we're gonna talk about virtualization in the classroom and how we can leverage a lot of the awesome tools that VMware has made available to um, educational institutions for teaching virtualization. So this is an awesome opportunity for educators out there. Out of curiosity, show of hands, who all works in education? I've got about four or five hands. Cool, well, we'll talk about some tools you can leverage there. We'll talk about some opportunities where those of you who aren't in education can get into education and potentially find your next great hire. We'll talk about uh, the bits and pieces that I use in my classroom um, and how we leverage those, how we take students literally from knowing nothing about virtualization to deploying uh, virtual machines. Absolutely fun times there. Um, we'll talk about that impact on the students and what they're seeing as they go through the class. We'll then talk about the benefits beyond the classroom, how they're taking this and going out into uh, their new careers and everything with this experience. And lastly, we'll talk about how you can get involved in some of those options. So with that, let's talk about why the Wonder Nerds cape is purple. Um, you may know, you may not know, I work full-time at Dell Technologies. Um, I'm a technical marketing engineer. So that is my full-time gig. I'm there writing technical white papers and doing all sorts of cool stuff in the lab. Um, and in 2020, I got a phone call and went and talked to my boss. Mr. Boss, can I go uh, teach this class at uh, K-State? And my boss is like, absolutely, yes, you can. This is a great way to connect with uh, potential new career or new people in the uh, marketplace. This is a great way to show Dell giving back. This is a great thing for you and for Dell. Please go do this. Um, it only took a couple hours a week, about three or four. Um, it was remote in 2020. So I was managing the uh, lab and everything completely remote, um, and it was actually pretty cool. Now I'm in person and managing my lab in person, which really is still remote for me. Um, and of course, being part of Dell, how cool is it to say, I've got a professor on my team? So that was one other uh, factor that my boss really liked uh, when talking about, hey, can I go be a professor? So. That puts me as an adjunct professor at Kansas State University or K-State. Um, and at 
All of this stems from me being a uh, former student at K-State. So my uh, uh, former advisor, who is now department head, calls me up and goes, Tony, can you please come teach? And that's how we took it from there. Um, and from K-State, I have a master's certificate in business administration and two bachelor's uh, degrees, one in technology management and one in computer systems. Um, because I only have a master's certificate, I am um, audited and supervised by a uh, uh, professor fully holding a doctorate's degree. So all of my classes are audited and supervised and everything. So um, I am supervised and they do review all my course material and the grades and everything with me as I go through. That's pretty standard for anyone looking to get into teaching a single class that you either have a uh, master's degree or are supervised. So just a heads up on that. So becoming Professor Wondernern, as I said, got a call from the department head going, hey, can you come teach this? Um, and it was actually fairly interesting. Uh, the professor who I was replacing, who was scheduled to teach the class, took a job um, at a government agency and had to start immediately. So they're like, we've got to fill this class. We've got to, we've got to get somebody to take this. And so I started the class with about three weeks of notice. So that's three weeks to put together a, a set of lesson plans, a syllabus, and other course materials and get a lab ready for uh, students to be working in. Um, this class also hadn't been updated in a while. So a lot of this stuff relates back to Windows 2000 and Windows 2003. That was uh, much of the stuff they were talking about. How do you do Active Directory trust and things of that nature? And it's like, we need to update this. We need to update this and put a modern approach on IT. So that's where we decided to virtualize the classroom. We went in, looked at the old approach. It was lacking. Um, we needed to introduce at least virtualization uh, to these students. Because um, K-State Salinas students, you're getting a uh, degree in computer systems, tech, typically. And computer systems is programming and um, development work. But it also goes uh, deeper into what technology you're using. So we're like, we got to um, change this. We got to actually relate this back. That way, the students who are programming also were aware of the underlying technology, the foundational technology that they were using, um, so that they can relate to, OK, I'm programming, or I'm going to request a system, or I'm going to request Docker containers. I want to be able to. Um, know what I am requesting. I want to know how my program that I am writing relates back into the hardware and infrastructure I'm using. We want them to know what that switching impact is. So if you go in and change a switch setting, what's that going to do to your program? How are ACLs going to affect your program? Uh, access control list for anyone who hasn't heard the term ACLs before. We want to make sure that they have that connection to the underlying infrastructure going all the way up into their program. Not just, I know how to write C. I know how to write C, and I know 
how to configure the hardware and stuff I need for that. So that was uh, the new uh, path we decided to take with this class. Um, that way we could enable those uh, modern IT practices for our students. That way, not just racking and stacking, in fact, they didn't do anything uh, physical in the lab, it was all remote, um, but they had to know this is a server all the way up to here's how I deploy a virtual machine and here's how I administer that virtual machine. What are those specs? And so that was important for the students. Come on, there we go. So we decided on an updated approach. Luckily, we had a uh, company in Salina, uh, where I teach at K-State, that uh, donated a bunch of old servers. They were moving completely to the cloud, and they had a bunch of old R720 and R730 uh, Dell servers. Said, hey, you guys want these? Can you do anything with them? You can build ESXi on uh, R720s and R730s. We're like, yes, please. So we got servers. Um, we had a bunch of uh, networking equipment, and we've been growing that out. Um, until recently, they did not have a 10 gig network in that lab. So uh, this semester, they will have 10 gigs of networking in the uh, lab. So they're slowly moving towards a uh, more modern platform. It's still all relevant to what they are learning and how to administer it. You don't need a 25 gig network to know how to uh, configure port groups and firewall restrictions and things of that nature. You can do that on old hardware just fine. We had storage, we had all sorts of other stuff, and we started using virtualization. Uh, the VMware Academic Program provides licenses for a very, very minimal cost to the university if you are teaching a virtualization program at your college. If you are teaching students how to do virtualization, you can get um, VMware licenses, and we'll walk through what those licenses are here on the next slide, um, for your college classroom, for whatever you're trying to build. So this includes Docker containers, this includes all sorts of awesome things that you can start building with this at a very reduced cost to uh, the university. Um, so it is a great opportunity to take advantage of. And that allows us to get into those cloud uh, models and containers. Obviously, we don't do a whole lot going into the cloud because it's just somebody else's computer. Um, but we talk about the cloud and cloud models and how you can move stuff into and out of. Um, don't have them run stuff in there because I don't want anyone to wind up with a uh, insane bill because a student left a uh, server on overnight. I don't think anybody wants that. Um, and then we started taking them through actually building applications. So their overall goal was to build a um, web server running WordPress and actually be able to administer that and configure that like a corporate WordPress environment. So they had a separate MySQL server where they had to do all of the security settings and everything and configure that to connect to a other, or connect to their uh, primary WordPress host and had to do all the configuration on that. And if we would have time, we would have had them uh, do a multi-host uh, environment or a multi-virtual machine 
environment where they had multiple um, WordPress servers uh, federated together. But we uh, typically run out of time um, just because a lot of the students that we work with haven't done a whole lot past Word. Maybe they've done some compiling and stuff uh, in Visual Studio, but they haven't necessarily made it all the way past. So this is an introductory class uh, that I typically teach. And so we're, we're getting them there slowly. And we'll talk about one of those stories uh, here in a bit. Um, and then we make them uh, figure out user experience. What's that user experience supposed to look like? How do you want your users to experience the website that you built? And how does that factor into your performance and uh, programming and stuff that you've done? So really, really uh, cool approach to take there. So I said we talk about the VMware Academic Program a little bit more. VMware Academic Program is available. Um, to qualify to use it, you must be a two, three, or four-year um, academic institution or nonprofit technical school offering degrees. And there's a little bit more to that, but that is the uh, primary uh, statement on the academic website um, to qualify for this. So any of those would qualify for it. Uh, the lab that you're putting this in must be primarily used for instructional or research purposes. So if you're researching how to program against vSphere, you can do it that way. If you're teaching people how to use vSphere, you can do it that way. Um, faculty and staff uh, may install the software on their personal computers. And this is a cool part, because if you look over here at the included products, you'll see that VMware Fusion is included, as well as Workstation is included. So you can actually have students, and uh, the lab environment that we have, where they actually sit at desk, uh, has VMware Player on it, so that uh, students can actually fire up virtual machines and work with all of the uh, different technology isolated on their computers. Um, at the end of the class, I actually tell them, if you want to take home the virtual machines that you created, we will walk through that, bring in a uh, removable hard disk, um, and we'll offload these, and you can take them home and run them on your own system. So we actually walk through that uh, and how to leverage those tools, which, again, helps them prepare for IT and being able to do this stuff remotely or on their own systems and then take it into uh, work. You also have VMware vSAN, so you can take, care, take advantage of VMware vSAN as you talk about uh, modern infrastructure and how that plays into a modern IT environment. Uh, and of course, the whole vRealize uh, suite and uh, Tanzu. So Tanzu Basic is included in there, um, which unlocks the power for containers. So definitely something to uh, consider. Um, and if you'd like to find out more, the link is right there. Um, the college basically renews its subscription to the academic program every 365 days. Um, and if I remember correctly, it's about $200 um, for the university for the uh, covered uh, campus that you're using it on. So absolutely a phenomenal program, something you definitely want to take advantage of. So let's talk a little bit about the educational results that come from teaching virtualization in the classroom. 
teaching virtualization in the classroom. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Um, how many people, when you've taken classes uh, before, got to do it all hybrid? And if you've gone to college, especially, got to do uh, classes either hybrid or online only. So I have about four people raising hands here. I did it with an entire class in 2020. I did hybrid mode uh, last year in 2021 for the fall semester of 2021. And for uh, this year, it will be mostly in person. All of the lectures and everything will be recorded. All of the students will still have VPN access into the lab to work on the equipment. But uh, there will be the complete ability to function remotely. Uh, last semester, I also taught an eight-week accelerated online course of this. So this provides, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, um, context for later on uh, as they go through the courses. So I mentioned that a lot of them do code development and stuff. It ties back into that infrastructure. Um, some of them choose to go on to become IT managers or IT admins. And this gives them great contextual awareness for what's happening in their uh, environment and the uh, structures and everything so that they're aware of what's going on before um, they even get into the weeds of um, managing IT infrastructure. As I tell my students, if you're going to mess something up, please mess it up in the lab that we have on campus before you go out into the real world. If you mess it up in the lab on campus, it'll take me about two hours to rebuild anything you destroy. I don't care. I've got spare servers. I've got spare switches. You can physically short something out. I'm not worried. If you do that in a public environment or in a job, that's going to be a resume generating event, an RGE. You're going to need to go find another job and then you'll have to explain it. In college, in uh, courses like this, you can mess it up and it'll be all right. And I've had people freak out over that statement. And by the time the course ends, they're like, now I understand what you mean by mess it up here. Um, and of course, they take this out beyond college. A um, couple of interesting stories. I have two students who have taken my class who work in campus IT. So they are still students uh, on the K-State Salina campus. And they uh, applied for um, student roles in campus IT. And they walked in. And on the first day, um, each of them had been told, and they're uh, one's a senior now, and one is a sophomore. Um, so they're two years apart. Um, but they were told their first day in, hey, go in on this virtual machine and do this. Here are your credentials. Just go at it. And the IT staff had been expecting them not to know anything about virtualization. 15 minutes later, they come back and go, I'm done. I've done it. What's next? And the uh, IT staff at uh, K-State have been truly impressed by the knowledge that they're able to pull from this class to administer virtual machines at the uh, university IT level. So, 
It's absolutely a, a phenomenal program for helping um, students gain that awareness before they get into uh, a real life IT situation. The other one, and I mentioned I did a uh, rapid eight week distance learning course. Um, I had a uh, student and I mentioned that they weren't huge fans of, or not huge fans, that uh, some of the students hadn't even done anything beyond Word. They're like, I know Word, I know Excel, I don't know anything else. I am freaking out because I've never touched a Linux machine, I've never heard of virtualization, I've heard of the cloud but only in advertisements, I don't think I can do this. And I had one student who was freaking out. I actually had to do a hour long Zoom session with her and explain, no, no, you're good, it's okay. Just follow the instructions and you're going to understand this. So at the uh, seven week mark of the course, I sat down with her again and I'm like, how are we doing? Oh, this is great. You feeling good about mounting uh, ISO images to virtual machines? Oh, piece of cake, piece of cake. You okay with networking? Yeah, I love networking. I can do any of this, this is fine. Awesome. So how you feel about building those virtual machines? Oh, they're going great. And how about installing uh, um, uh, MySQL and stuff? Oh, that's easy. Great. Isn't this a change from where you were at the beginning of the class? Isn't this amazing to move from, I don't trust myself with any of this, I'm afraid I'm going to break it horribly, to, I can do this, this isn't that scary. Um, this is the class where they're like, oh, what class follows this? I wanna learn more. I wanna find out more about how I do IT administration. And so they get super pumped for the classes that are coming up. Um, I have several students who are like, can I please list you as a reference uh, for when I go into these job interviews? So it is an absolutely awesome uh, thing to get into. Let's talk about the industry impact on this. This creates a more competent workforce. You've been hearing me say that over and over again in this session. We have people coming out of the university system, coming out of technical colleges, um, that are able to administer and manage and understand the stuff we're talking about here at VMworld. It, it is uh, very uplifting, in my opinion, to know that our students, the people coming after us, are going to be able to understand this without us having to sit there and beat it over the head um, when they come and join the workforce. It also expands the talent pool. How many people here have had to go looking for additional help um, in their environments, either IT administration or development? Or about half the room have had to go and look for it. Would you rather hire somebody who has experience with this stuff or would you rather get uh, somebody who hasn't worked with um, the uh, technology and infrastructure in your environment. We're expanding that talent pool. So let's talk about ways to get involved in this. Um, the ways to get involved in this, 
for starters, reach out. Um, if you attended college in the past and you still live in the same area as the college you went to, reach out to some of your former professors, see if they're uh, interested in having you come visit the classroom. Um, sometimes that's all it takes. Go in and do a uh, classroom visit uh, and talk to them about what you're doing. The uh, professors may go, hey, it'd be great if you can come in and actually teach a whole class. Um, there are also opportunities. I know a lot of colleges offer um, non-degree credit classes where they open up the uh, labs uh, on an evening and a uh, community member comes in and teaches a class on virtualization. Um, so you've got that opportunity. You can volunteer uh, for all of those programs. It's a uh, great way to do it. We talk about VMUG. This has taken it even a step beyond uh, VMUG volunteering out further into the community. And lastly, you can become a mentor. Um, you have an opportunity to reach out to these uh, youth and mentor them um, and help them grow into the career. And that actually gets us to one of the other great things that come out of this. This gives you the opportunity to find talent for your organization before anybody else gets a view of them. I have uh, several students I am watching um, in the program who I am hoping to be able to uh, pull into Dell before anybody gets the, uh, a chance to um, hire them. I'm hoping that uh, Dell will be able to hire them uh, in the future when they graduate. So that is how cool this can actually be for organizations. With that, I think we're going to wrap it up and uh, turn it back to the V Brown Bag crew. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. If you'd like to ask me questions, we can take it offline, or you can reach out to me on Twitter or at wondernerd.net.